Hey y'all, it's Ale, and today I want to talk all about how to not be hard on yourself. And the reason why I wanted to cover this was definitely because I know for a fact I'm really hard on myself when it comes to work-related things, um, you know, maintaining my relationships with those that I love, um, and even just struggling with the fact that no matter how much I try to strive for perfection, like sometimes things are just out of my control and that's something that I've learned to better understand within this past year. Um, and I really sat down with myself and began to question like, what girl, why, why are you hard on yourself to begin with in the first place? And, you know, growing up, I really appreciated how my parents pushed me to be my best, do my best. And... I mean, shit is different when you're a little kid. Like, you are growing, you're absorbing information. And ultimately, you know, who you are surrounding yourself with is who you ultimately become. That's just something that I've carried with me growing up. Um, in Spanish, we say, Dime con quien andas y te digo it is so that hits cold-heartedly when I think that way um you know but back to being hard on yourself again like I've always been pushed to do my best be my best or whatever and I think it really has sort of just ingrained um it really like, that thought process has really stayed with me growing up, I should say, up until now as an adult. And now I'm trying to figure out ways of how to better cope with not, like, being overwhelmed and, like, making sure that I have patience and grace and trying to understand when I am overwhelmed and reassuring myself that everything is going to be okay and to take it day by day. And one thing that I noticed this past year for sure is like at work, I see my focus as I'm there to do my job, do my best and help those that are in need. And I don't want to go too into the nitty gritty of work, but when things are not going the way they're supposed to, just in general, just view it as like a lesson and understand what that lesson has shown you and one thing that I kind of wanted to cover though that kind of brought me some clarity was I was reading this Harvard um, business review and it was saying that the human mind is wired to make meaning and answer generalized questions so again the human mind is wired to make meaning and answer questions 
the sensitive brain in particular, and I definitely know I have a sensitive brain, is adept at making connections and anticipating eventualities. And studies have shown from this review that sensitive people have more active mental circuitry and neurochemicals in areas related to attention, action planning, decision-making, and having strong internal experiences. So this means as a sensitive striver, you have the power to channel your thinking with greater precision. Um, You make better use of your brain power by posing more constructive questions. And let me just take a few steps back to where it says um, sensitive people have more active mental circuitry and neurochemicals in areas related to attention action planning, decision-making, and having strong internal experiences. I can relate to this because action planning, I am a person who loves actions versus words. I don't really, I mean, I like words of affirmation, don't get me wrong, but I think that if you are actionable, it really shows your true colors as a person. And whether, you know, I'm sort of tying this with my own personal experiences with like relationships in general. Um, And aside from just action planning, decision making, I know I'm quick with making decisions. And I think that everyone should be able to make quick decisions decisions on spot and always think about yourself and what your needs are going to be and how it's going to benefit you within that given time period and just note that yes you might disappoint a few people around you but again this is for yourself and your own journey um okay so having strong internal experiences So it's funny, somebody once told me that I'm a a strong feeler, and they're absolutely right. I didn't really know what they meant by that at first, but I feed off of, like, energies in the room. So um, with that, just kind of moving forward... Every experience that I've had, I internalize it really, really hard, whether it's, you know, a positive one or even a negative one. And the negative ones hit hard. They hit the most. So I've, this past year, I've kind of better, how do I say this? I've filtered out that even when I do have negative encounters and like experiences, that is okay and that I shouldn't just primarily focus on that too hard because in the end it's doing more self-harm than anything Um, and then you know of course looking at the positive experiences they're always amazing to have but without the negative you can't really have the positive as well and let me get into that because Again, 
the more you try to control things, you'll start to notice one, you're not going to have clarity within yourself and like your own thought processes. Um, you're going to get overwhelmed. Literally, I'm listing things that I've experienced, just that I want to share. Um, and when you're overwhelmed, well, when I'm overwhelmed, I get really panicky. I get really anxious. I start to feel like a fight or flight type of mode in within my body. And I'm trying this thing where I just listen to my gut and kind of just go from there because it's it's a better way. And you know what? Actually, I say this because I was reading this article and it was saying that if you do go with your gut, your gut is technically like another... I don't know, I could be wrong, but this is just from memory that your gut is almost like a second brain and you should listen to it. Hold up, let me Google this real quick because I just want to make sure I'm giving you the right information. (laughs) So this article from Healthline is saying... The old saying, trust your gut, refers to trusting these feelings of intuition, often as a way to stay true to yourself. Following your instinct can certainly direct you toward the best path for you. And yet you might wonder whether you should put so much trust in a feeling, an instinct instinct you can't explain. Wouldn't sticking to logic and reason help you make better decisions? Not always. Science suggests intuition can be a valuable tool in some certain circumstances. It seems those it seems those gut feelings do mean something, and they can often help you make good choices. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that clarity out there because I just want to make sure I'm giving you the right info. Um, so again you know, if you do struggle with being hard on yourself and you are a sensitive person, um, just, you know, take those steps as far as like action planning, decision making and having strong internal experiences, a positive outlook. Um, You have a superpower at the end of the day. And it's totally normal to be hard on yourself. It's just a matter of like how you're going to filter that out and better understand yourself so that way you can help yourself and help others around you as well. Um, Article again, and it says um, how to like not be hard on yourself is to name your inner critic. So Meaning like creating psychological distance from self-criticism by personifying it. Um, For example, like choosing a silly name or a character from a movie or a book. Um, I don't know, I'll just go with like Baby Yoda. Okay, so mine is Baby Yoda. And this article is saying that... Naming your inner critic leverages cognitive diffusion. 
a process by which you separate yourself from your thoughts. It's a pretty good idea. Diffusion is shown to reduce discomfort, believability, and the stress of negative thoughts. I'm going to start doing that like 24-7 because I don't want to keep thinking too deep in my thoughts. <laughs> it can get it can get a little scary if you kind of just like spiral down like almost like a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? So it's better to just protect yourself at the end of the day. Um, just going down this list, it says it also promotes a psychological flexibility or the capacity to steady your mind manage your emotions hell yeah let's manage those emotions baby boo because (laughs) they can get scattered (laughs) and be aware open and adaptive to changing demands so yeah these are all great points i truly think being open-minded is a beautiful thing because if you just see your own way, are you really learning something new? Are you really going to help yourself grow and better understand like even yourself as your own person? So, you know, it's good to adapt to change. Even though it can be hard, it's always a good thing. Um, still going down this article. Let's see. Oh, I thought this was also really, really awesome, like an awesome point. So being hard on yourself can ruin your mood, focus, and productivity if you let it. So, excuse me, luckily shame and humiliation, two emotions that are common with self-criticism, are shown to only last between 30 to 50 minutes I can attest to that. I think that's true. Uh, take advantage of this fact by time boxing, time boxing your feelings. Set a timer and allow yourself to fully experience and process your emotions during that time period. Once helpful practice is release. Oh, one helpful practice is release writing, in which you free write to three to five minutes to let go of pent up frustrations. Yes, y'all. Before I go to bed. I literally journal and just talk about what happened that day, like what my highlights were, what bothered me, like just anything, anything that like made me upset, Um, just to do some like self-reflection and thinking to myself like, oh, I I don't want to do that again. Or I should have, well, now I know how to go about like this certain situation going forward. You know what I mean? Um, Gosh, I just, I want to share stories, but like I am very personal when it comes to oversharing certain things, especially now. Um, But, you know, that journaling, again, it just brings like an inner peace. I think it's super important to know yourself at the end of the day. Something I'll always, 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 always push for. Okay, Mm, let's see. So it says here, as a sensitive striver, you likely have a tendency to define achievement in a hyper-specific way that is complete and total excellence at all times. You don't need to lower your bar, but you do need to broaden your scope of what qualities as a win. 
Achieving the desired outcome isn't always in your control. Facts. So broaden your definition of success to include the following. Overcoming resistance or fear. Hell yeah. If you are fearful, in my mind, I think like that's, that's a good thing. Like it's sort of like telling you like, go for it and just see what happens. What's the worst thing that could happen? You know what I mean? Like at least you spoke your truth and you know how to proceed going forward. Second thing, pushing back and standing up for what you think is right. Hell yeah. Always do that. Approaching a situation with a different mindset or attitude. Oh, for sure. And that's like tied in with how to control your emotions at the end of the day. Um, if you don't have like a good might, how do I say this? If you don't have like a positive attitude towards something and you're, you're like, oh, you know, like today's going to be a bad day. Odds are you're most likely going to paint that picture for yourself for the entire day. So one thing that I do when I wake up every morning is just like, I say, alhamdulillah, like today's going to be a blessed day. And I put it into existence when people ask me like, oh, how are you doing? I'm just like, it's, you know, I'm having a blessed day. I'm just happy to be here and see another day and be around, around you guys and just show that gratitude. Um, okay. Next thing, taking a small step toward your goal. Yeah. Baby steps. Like I feel like high overachievers like myself, in the past, for sure, I, I was always like, I need to get this done. I need this. Like, yeah, girl, it'll get done. But just with baby steps, like think of it as more so practical than anything. And like be OK with taking those small like initiate initiative initiatives, I guess. Um, So that way you can take those baby steps and then over time you'll get the results that you're reaching for um so here just ending things with the article says to take a few moments at the end of your work day or just day in general to reflect not only on you know your professional highlights uh like you know the praise recognitions positive reviews etc okay so i guess they're talking about this like in a work context but also to consider moments where you make yourself proud. Acting in integrity with your values is the true definition of success. So as a sensitive striver, your desire to be the best is an asset when managed correctly. Facts. So y'all, as hard as it sounds, let's just try to slow that shit down. Understand that you are the asset and understand that things take time and you know things might fall through the cracks and that is okay bro like you're alive you you're breathing you know you see life you see outdoors you have a family you have friends around you you have an abundance of things around you so i feel like just being grateful for things is the true thing to happiness and to not being so hard on yourself um y'all i recommend listening to this song by big shang 
motivates the hell out of me. It's called Nothing is Stopping You. And uh, let me see, because the I'm just looking at the lyrics, but at the end of the song, listen to it. Um, Just listen to it. I highly recommend it. And with that, I'm going to end this episode because (laughs) it's long. (laughs) And I'm really hoping that you guys take the advice I'm feeding you and just, you know, nurture your beautiful brains and that you take these small steps in your day-to-day lives and just continue to work on yourself and don't be too hard on yourself, y'all. Peace and love. Alice.